Adult Move Tea Podcast is a platform where we learn to navigate adulthood through the lens of faith and honest conversation. I'm your host T. Follow the journey and join the conversation. So welcome back guys to another episode of Adult Room with T Podcast. This is your boy T, otherwise known as Anthony. We're here for episode three and I'm here to share the platform with a special guest named Emmanuel. Emmanuel, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Emmanuel Jones. I'm a financial advisor, but feel free to call me EJ. As you know, in the African community, there's plenty of Emmanuels. (laughs) (laughs) So you can call me by my initials, EJ. So yeah, financial advisor. Um, I've been doing it for the last 18 months now, so working in the finance industry. Before that, I was working in the pharmaceutical industry for six years. Um, trying to get progression, trying to, you know, to get to the next stage of my career. Hit a bit of a glass ceiling, so to speak. But luckily for me, I was given an opportunity to change careers and I haven't looked back since. Wow. And like I was just mentioning to EJ after or before the we started recording, the first time I actually kind of saw you on kind of the socials was actually in your blogging days with your partner. <laughs> Under the name of Team Swajiwo. Yes. Oh, um, correct. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, it's 100% authentic. This was probably, I don't know, maybe like one, maybe two, three years ago on YouTube. And it was quite interesting as back then there wasn't as many kind of black young um, mm. couples sharing their wow. lives and actually blogging like there is today. Like, wow. Yeah, there's countless. Wow. But now you're kind of on the forefront of that um, regard. Um, and it's interesting that we're connecting here now on mm. podcast podcast now being the big yeah. thing um a kind of evolution if I, if you, if you take it in terms of the blogging sphere um but it's quite interesting that you've come to this point and now um we're talking about kind of wealth and finance something that maybe in the blogging sphere is yet to be kind of discussed um uh, compared to you know the normal trends on the uh, right. social media, be it relationships, being dating, being drip culture, um, <laughs> yeah. What, what's your what's your views on that? Like in terms of from your experience, do you know what it is? I'll be completely honest. Insurance isn't deemed cool. Let's be honest. In in today's society, we like the instant gratification. We like the what I like to call the microwave society or the micro generation, whereby. You want everything all in an instant. But guess what? I'm not being funny. So it happens to you. It's not your drip that's going to save you, but it's to having mm. the right insurance policy that's going to aid and, aid and assist you, if that makes sense. Mm. So I guess it's all about the change of mindset, changing narrative. Don't get me wrong. I, I love drip. You know, if you, if you see my Instagram page, I'm all about fashion. As you mentioned, I, I, I used to do blogging, um, try and do it from time to time. But my main focus has been around, obviously, the business. For me, it's almost about, you know, just educating the community, you know, who, whose lives can I help to impact and change in terms of like the right insurance packages, you know, just giving the right wisdom, the right insight, you know, my main thing is just each one teach one, that way no one gets left behind. Wow. 
And before we jump into what you're all about, EJ, protecting what you love here on this platform, just so we can all get a feel of kind of who you are, we ask a simple question to all our guests. And the question is, when was the first time you realised you were an adult? <laughs> um, the first time I realised I was an adult was probably when I first had my first direct debit, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably my first my first my first phone bill. Um I think it was like a Sony Ericsson. I remember I think at the time I was working in Hamleys. Wow, dear, taking it old school. So working the Taking it block, back. Taking it back. And I remember I got um, a Sony Ericsson. And I remember, yeah, I think I had it was a five-day pass. Oh wow, old school. Wow. If you know what if you know about five day pass. Team Mobile days, hey! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good days, hey, I'm reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's quite interesting. A lot of people do say something related to finance because, um, you know, as you can see, finance, whether you have capital or you don't, um, mm. we're in a position, we live in a capitalist society and it yes. does govern majority of the decisions that we make. That's why we're here talking today about protecting what you love and for you ej getting into this side of the industry of insurance life insurance what drove your decision to come here like you said it isn't um on everybody's lips it isn't the main topic yet it's important to you so my question is first of all why should it be important to young people like me today do you know what even just before I answer the question, the funny thing is, it's not even just life insurance that I specialise in. So I specialise in protecting people's incomes, you know, I offer people private healthcare, we do financial planning, we even do commercial finance, we even do asset financing, we do, we do insurance for businesses, we do insurance for staff members, there's so much we do. It's more than even just life insurance, but I guess as a generic, everyone's heard of life insurance, everyone seems to know why they need it, but majority don't have mm. it. And I guess why we need it is, I'm not being funny, what I say to everyone is, if you pass away today, God forbid, of course I have to disclaim that as I'm a Christian, but mm. if you pass away, we all know we're going to be called home at some point, at some time, right? Yeah. The question is now, if you're going to be called home, are you happy with what you leave behind? That's a deep question. Because if you were to drop now, and say, for example, you don't even have enough to cover your funeral, Basically, your loved ones are now tasked with that. I don't want to call it that debt, but they're tasked with sort out your funeral. I'm not being financial burden. It's a financial burden. The average, I know this average funeral as of last year has gone up actually to 9K. I want to say the average African Caribbean funeral can be anything from 15K upwards. Hmm. And not everyone's got 15K in their account, number one. And even if they do, they're going to um and er to actually relinquish that cash to even want to pay Hmm. for the funeral. Whereas you can get a cheap life insurance, especially if you're in your early 20s, for as little as £4 a month. And that's going to be more than enough. And obviously, I know some people might say it's a bit morbid, you know, it's a taboo, especially in African communities, we're talking about things like funerals, but people die every day. Yeah. And I'm, I'll be so real. Go fund me. is <laughs> not the answer to everything, let's be honest. It's not, it's not a financial plan. It's not a financial plan. Yeah. You know? So again, in response to what you're saying, I just, yeah, I just think as long as you are 
an age of responsibility whereby you have your, your first phone bill, for example, why are you not taking out a life insurance policy? And one of my mates, and he, this guy was so clued, I was even not surprised, but surprised at, at the fact that he took out a life insurance policy at the age of 18. But the thing for him, why his one gave him the upper hand, he took out a whole of life policy. And for those of you that don't know what a whole of life policy is, it's basically what you tend to find is with life insurance, you've got two options. You've got term insurance, you've got whole of life insurance. Term insurance is in the name. So the insurance policy actually expires after a certain time. So you might take it out for 40 years. After 40 years, that's it, done. Whereas a whole of life, that will go on until the end of your life. So say if you're fortunate to live, say, past 100 or whatever age you pass away, you know that's a guaranteed payout. For the amount he was paying, so I think he was around twenty pounds. He got a payout of around, I think, it was eighty k. Emmanuel, are you telling me the truth? For a whole of life policy, whole of life policies tend to be more expensive than the term insurance. So again, my thing is, if you can get that phone bill that you're paying fifty pounds, I even spoke to a client of mine who told me she's paying a hundred pounds plus for her iPhone and her AirPods each month. And I was like, wow. So I said to her, what's more important to you? Your iPhone or your life? Obviously, it was a bit of chuckling, a bit of joke, whatever, whatever. But when we actually deeped it, don't get me wrong. I'm, not, I'm, I'm me, I'm Nitty Committee. I like to enjoy it. However, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that you need to have your ducks in a row. Hmm. And life insurance is part of your, your life admin portfolio. That's what I call it. Hmm. And I think it's very important you mentioned that um, because me, as well as a lot of the people listening, a lot of my friends, we do like to enjoy. Everybody have to party. Everybody have to party. Everybody have to party. We like to go out. We like to spend time with our friends, etc. Mm. But just because these things, this information isn't at the forefront of, mm. you know, um, social culture, doesn't mean that these things shouldn't be discussed. Um, and let's say theoretically there's people listening and they're like, okay, I'm ready to take this information in. Okay. I'm a type of person. I like to save. I'm learning about investing, etc. I want to take the right step, but I don't know what, you know, uh, what to do next or where to go. Um, what do you think the first step is in terms of first accepting? Yes. Okay. This is something I need to do, mm-hmm. but what would be the first steps to kind of navigate um, this sort of realm in terms of getting our ducks in a row? Mm, okay, very simple. The, the second thing you do after that is you contact me. No, I'm joking. Obviously, contact a financial advisor, i.e. someone like myself. Um, the beauty of going through a financial advisor is that it's their job. It's my job. I'm skilled in this, in this remit whereby I can give you actually the best advice tailored to your needs. We can do a bit of future planning. What is the, what is the plans look like for the next five years? Now, what's the plans currently, then we can tailor a package according to you. And how we advise or how I advise and how people on my team advise, we look at your disposable income. So we wouldn't give anything to you that you cannot manage to pay monthly. So the mistake a lot of people make is like, yeah, no, do you know what? I'm going to go gone home, I'm going to get an insurance policy. Then they're paying over the odds. They don't need to be paying over the odds. You need to, mm. pay an, you need to get an amount with by what's within your, not only your affordability, but your comfortability. I always say to my clients, if you're going to take out a policy whereby it's not just a life insurance, I like to do a tailored package whereby it can include a life insurance, a critical illness insurance, an income protection, even some private health care, depending if it meets the needs of the client. 
I would I would look at the finance. I look at what, what's 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 coming in, what's going out, what's your disposable income, and I say based on what you're left with, here's what I deem to be an affordable but yet comfortable amount for each month to pay. Does that make sense? Then also as well, a key thing I will say: there are a number of people that are that are financial advisors, but perhaps don't work with the whole of market. So if you're looking for a financial advisor, look for one that works with the whole of market. So when I say that, I mean someone that works with, say, an Aviva, Scottish Widows, a Legal in General, a Royal London, an Exeter, Guardian, all these other providers. Because what you tend to find is some people that only work with, say, one provider. They might only work with Vitality. So they can only tell you the benefits of Vitality solely. Whereas someone like myself, I can say, okay, based on maybe medical condition or height, weight, BMI, perhaps people will not recommend an Aviva. You might be best suited to say a Scottish Widows, so that's the that's the that's the the trump card that someone like myself who has whole market has, whereas someone maybe is limited to so that's maybe one provider can only offer you. It's almost like a one shoe fits all, and with life, no one shoe doesn't fit all, right? Yeah, it is rarely the case. One thing <laughs> you mentioned that was quite interesting, um, we didn't mention it; it just popped to my mind was holistic. We have to kind of meet someone like yourself that can give us, you know, the majority of, of us, we're not one dimensional. So yes. if we're going to protect what we love, as yes. in the title of the episode, we need to engage in all aspects. So all our ducks, if we're going with this analogy, are yes. covered. One thing that um, I've been looking at, even on the socials, when I'm seeing people like, oh, this person um, is offering advice or even service on different types of uh, maybe insurance or income protection. Right. I see the word FCA. On the last episode, uh-huh. we spoke about ISAs, lifetime ISAs, the fact that certain brokers and platforms, um, some of them say that they're FCA approved, uh, the Financial Conduct Authority. With income protection, with in- <clears throat> life insurance, what is the value of having someone who's FCA regulated? Perfect. <laughs> so obviously the FCA being the Financial Conduct Authority, that's the governing body that obviously oversees what we do in the financial services. So the fact that I work through or with the financial services as a financial advisor, it just means I'm regulated, number one. Number two means I've gone through my, my, um, my adequate training. So that means I'm actually safe to go and deliver and, and give advice. Um, also as well, if say, God forbid, someone needs to make a complaint, you then how you can go to your financial ombudsman, whereby now you can make that complaint. And then obviously that complaint could be filtered down and obviously that can be lobbied against the company. So at least you, there's almost, there's a form of accountability. And let's be honest, in all forms of all walks of life, there needs to be a level of accountability. Mm-hmm. At least that just gives you that knowing that there's a trustworthy service that's been administered by the advisor and also knows that they're governed by a certain body. It's almost like, for example, I don't know, because I love football. If there was no UEFA or no FIFA or no FA, I guess the sport might be in a bit of a disarray, if that makes sense. But again, mm-hmm. it's FIFA, it's the FA, it's the UEFA that now obviously give the rules and the regulations. The same way the FCA give the rules and the regulations, whereby you can do X, Y, but you can't do A, B, and C, if that makes sense. So that's why there's a benefit of having an FCA. That's why it's almost, you don't want to go to some random Tom, Dick, and Harry, you know, say poses as a, a financial consultant or an insurance broker, but then they're giving you the wrong advice. Because these are these this is sensitive information that we are dealing with as well. And this mm-hmm. is obviously this is people's lives, this is people's people's finances. So again, having that that regulatory body and a governing body, it gives the client more of a reassurance. 
And also, even just to highlight on that, the FC, there's another thing I want to add on to that as well. And this is called the FSCS. So this is the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. So this is something that's asked quite a lot by a lot of clients. Oh, but what happens if the insurance company goes bust? Mm. And I said, that's a really good question that a lot of clients ask, which I like when my clients ask me that. And I said, look, each insurance company signs up with the FSCS. So you know your bank, so say your NatWest or your Halifax. So if you go into your online bank and you might see something sitting at the bottom, FSCS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that knows that if your account was to go bust, you know, up to a million pounds of your in your account will be protected by the FSCS, so the financial service compensation scheme. So you'd actually be eligible to get that money returned back to you. Anything above a million pounds, you can then claim, I think it's up to 80 or 90%. I think it's 80%, but it's either, either or before, you know, someone says, oh, it's incorrect by this amount. So I'm going to say between 80 to 90%. It's one of the two. Adulting with Tea podcast. Praying on your blessings. You say you're waiting for your time to blow. You're doing amazing. Don't stress on what you can't control. And if it's taking some time to get where you are, just know it'll be worth it. Uh, that's for certain. Just got to keep the flame burning, burning, huh? Oh, the shoddy people in the in the in the industry and things like that when it comes to the information that we should be giving um so let's say if i sat down with you and i said look ej look emmanuel i'm ready um what information would you be asking of me to kind of um see to kind of give me the best holistic package mm. I w- i'll say for example i'm a young guy okay. um i'm working in the city I don't have any dependents, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, what sort of information would we then kind of discuss and Mm -hmm. that would help you kind of get a a good kind of package for me? Mm. So firstly, I would would try to gauge and understand is what are the plans for the future, number one. Um, I look at, do you have anything with work? Um, The good thing with myself, I'm able to offer tailored packages to, to companies. So you tend to find a lot of companies, especially those in the city, may have... Um, some life assurance policies or death and service policies. Um, they may have some critical illness cover. They may or not have income protection. Some may have private healthcare. So I try to understand if you have any of those in place. If not, I would then say, look, it's great that you have your own private one with work, but I also encourage to have your own private one. Um, the fact to say someone like yourself, you haven't got any dependence, um, a life insurance policy may not be best suited to you. However, you can take out a small policy well well i say a small policy but say if you're in your early 20s you could probably get a 100k cover for about four to five four to, four to ten pounds depending on the brand for example some people won't mind that that's just like you know what's an investment i can say that out to the age of retirement it's it's cheap as chips why not i spend more going to nando so why not um but the one i would the two i would hit the three i'm actually homing on it would be critical illness insurance and i'll tell you why because yes you could be young, you could be old, you could be you could be slim, fat, whatever. But you cannot determine whether or not tomorrow you will have a critical illness. And what I mean by that is you don't know if you're going to have a heart attack. You don't know if you're going to have a stroke. You don't know if you're going to have cancer. And I know people in their early 20s that have had heart attacks. Mm. A, a colleague, an old colleague of mine had a heart attack at I think the age of 22. Mm. I know a girl in her 20s, 20s that had cancer. And these are things no one predicted. These are things no one no one hoped for, no one wished for. However, if you had that insurance policy in place, for example, say you had a 50K um, critical illness insurance, and say you took it out in your early 20s, you might be paying it 20 pound a month of that. 
for example, and you've got paid out 50K. Okay, yeah, it's not, it's not going to take back the fact that you had cancer, but that money, you can use that to either invest, you can use that money for, say, private hospital fees. It's literally solely down to you what you choose to use that money for. Hmm. Why is it good to have a critical illness insurance policy at a young age? I'll tell you why. Because if you have a critical illness cover, I mean, critical illness um, and without any um, insurance in place, no insurance company will insure you for critical illness cover again, number one. Number two, you'd have to wait 10 years to then be eligible to take out a life insurance policy. Well, five to 10 years. So the better, I mean, the sooner, the better, once we have the right information. Spot on. Wow. That's very interesting. Oh, and, um, go Yeah, go on, go on, sorry. No, I forgot to touch on income protection. So, um, so for, a, for a young person, I don't gauge, are you living at home? With your parents, are you are you renting? Are you are you doing um stuff with teams at half going to school? So yeah, phase when you're either renting or living at home or if you're living with your parents, oh gauge, do you contribute towards the household bills? If you do, I don't say look, let's explore an income protection. Um why income protection is really good because say you become sick or injured and you can't work due to an injury or illness, the insurance company will actually pay you um a percentage of your of your gross. Um, your gross income monthly, so it could be anything between sixty-five percent to seventy percent of your gross. Wow. And the, like you said, with um, the experiences that you've um, brought up and seen, for anybody doubting what EJ is saying, this these this is real. Um, in my, my field outside of the podcast, I, I work in the healthcare industry, and okay. the stories that I've seen that I've witnessed myself have been absolute madness in terms of uh, people who are you know healthy active fine want the age to be experiencing heart attacks have had these things whether it be them or it's been their families um, um unknown maybe a congenital disorder or this and that things happen i was on the social media earlier today and they were saying like you can plan all you want for life but sometimes life just happens and we just need to react but in this situation, in terms of um, the cover and how this relates to actually wealth, generational wealth, it's better for us to really be proactive than reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and touching on kind of wealth generation, how important do you, would you say uh, generational wealth or kind of cover and insurance and all these things is in relation to general uh, generational wealth? It's extremely important, extremely important. Honestly, if you're not thinking about leaving a legacy behind, honestly, I, f- I feel, I don't want to say you're playing yourself, but that's a bit of a, a saying that I say privately. I say you're definitely playing yourself because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what are you looking to leave behind? Debt or inheritance? And if you look at, say, counterparts, or if you look at people of, of certain demographics, so just general, even within our own demographic, for example, you will see people whereby they've passed away and they say, oh, yeah, do you know what? Um, someone's have passed away, but they left behind 150K. You know, 150K, in, in maybe in today's grand scheme of things, might not be a lot to some people, but that's a lot to at least set you up for, for a good period of time with the right investments. Or mm. if you say investing in property, or if you wanted to, I don't know, put it into indexing funds or whatever you want to invest the money. But... That's an extra kick up that you that you can that you can set you up for for a bright future, and these are the things that we're having, that we're not doing as such. Where we're leaving behind debt for funerals. I'm hearing aunties and uncles say, "Do you know what? My children will bury me." 
And I'm like, that's probably the most selfish thing you can say because at your age, say in your 50s or your 60s, you can take out a life insurance or a critical illness cover between 50 to 60 pounds, depending on just the, the, how much you want paid out. But then you know that's peace of mind for your loved ones. So I think we need to change that mindset of my children will bury me. No, it's okay, I'm going to leave behind an inheritance for my children's children. And, you know, if, if you look at biblical texts, it, it, it says it, that a wise man leaves an inheritance for a generation to generation. So mm. it's almost like, and they speak about these in, in different books, like, you know, obviously you mentioned things about the rich man in Babylon, um, rich to poor dad, it's very sensible to, well, you know, the exchange of wealth. So there's, 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 there's a correlation as to why there are certain families that you hear of that are known to be wealthy because there's been a transfer of wealth. So it's almost mm. like, what I say to my clients is, okay, what are, what are your plans? Is it your plan to transfer wealth or is it your plan to transfer debt? And I guess in the grand scheme of things, what I have to say as a disclaimer is a term life insurance policy doesn't guarantee that you will pass, um, pass on wealth because obviously it does expire. But what you do find is that with some providers, you can take out a life insurance policy to the age of 19, which is obviously some people are willing to, to, to take. I don't want to call it a gamble. It's more of a... It's more of an indemnity. That's how you should view insurance. And what and obviously what does indemnity mean? Obviously protection against something wants to happen. That's how mm. you should view insurance. Whereas, yes, it, we know it, it's going to potentially create wealth. But again, it's you just know it's going it's to protect me and my house and in case during a certain period of time something does happen. Whereas if you want a guaranteed payout, you're looking at a whole of life policy. Whole of life. Mm. So I think it's what the conversation that we've had is quite powerful. And the most important thing that kind of stuck out for me is that I need to act. Once I have the information, there's no, there's no dilly dally really. Yes. Um, if I'm, if I'm look, if I can look at myself in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. yes, I want to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm working, but God forbid I do go. Um, the people that are depending on me, they're, they're going to be good. And um, whether I'm here or not, um, I'll be a, uh, a vessel for generational wealth in my family mm-hmm. and for the people that I take care of. Um, beyond that, okay, I'm thinking of actually, okay, I'm reaching out to people. I'm talking to the, uh, you know, the, the, t- the top people, the top, the Emmanuels, the, the EJs of, of this <laughs> industry. Are they FCA approved? Mm-hmm. That's going to give me the confidence to know that if anything does go wrong, which it uh, of course may not, but I know that I'm speaking to the right people. I know that these people are accountable. Um, so in that regard, they're going to handle my information, which is sensitive, um, with care. Um, and if not, like full time, full life insurance, critical illness cover, or income protection, if I'm working full time or part time, that is something I may want to prioritize over maybe life insurance first. But the most important thing, like we do with all episodes, all conversations, this information or kind of getting to a higher place of knowledge starts with a conversation. It starts with asking a question, a question that may seem silly, but on the, on the other side of that conversation, um, there's going to be more information that's going to help us get to where we need to go. Um, so fear in this conversation, I don't think it's it's not something that we can afford to have, to be honest. Um, if we're not just thinking about ourselves, but thinking about our future generation, who, who, who are the people that are going to hold our, our surnames uh, in 20, 30, 40 years? Are they going to be like, oh, you know, are they going to be a better s- situation because of what 
you done or are they going to be in a worse of situation we see what's happening outside in the world you know today <laughs> sometimes i'm like wow we're in the actual pandemic you know look what's happening to the stock market look what's happening to the leisure industry big companies they're just um putting so many people on furlough so many people are redundant um what was expected isn't always the same thing that actually happens um so actually taking the steps to actually be safe can actually benefit all of us in the future i don't think anybody can really disagree with that well said my man and what i always say to everyone as well don't delay tomorrow something you can do today you know it's almost like if, if you know it makes sense if you know it's right what are you like i said what are you dilly-dallying over and it's almost like if you go to a, an advisor like myself who specializes in the whole of the market it's my job to get you the, the right deal i'm almost you i'm almost your live and direct to go to compare just that i speak with you and tell you the right things that you need to do hmm. because I, i've been on um the comparison websites i've been on the uh, money supermarkets and there's just so much information exactly um, and this is my area of expertise i haven't studied this industry yeah. i know certain terms i know okay insurers like vitality but i don't know why i should maybe go for vitality over something else so i don't know why i should maybe not go with a bank and go with somebody else uh-huh. um, yeah so it's always good to rely on people that actually have more information um, to have this conversation with and what you tend to find is, for example, with income protection, your banks can't actually offer you income protection. You actually have to go through a financial advisor. So that's something they already, what you find with your bank, they may not be able to offer you a conversion, for example. Yes, you can get a life insurance and a critical illness cover with them, but your bank can only offer you one provider. So for example, NatWest can only offer you AIG. Um, Halifax can only offer you, was it Halifax? Who did Halifax use? I think they can only offer you legal and general cover. But each bank can only offer you one provider, whereas I can offer you all the providers and I can then compare and contrast the benefits of each one and we can come to an informed decision. And I guess that's the beauty of someone like myself that I always state is that I'm trained, I'm skilled. And I always say, for example, if you have a tooth that you go to your dentist, right? If you've got, say, a, a really bad migraine, you're going to go to your GP. If you need insurance, I'm your insurance doctor. I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just let me and the listeners just we'll, we'll just sit on that we'll just sip that just sip that tea that you just dropped for us <laughs> um i think we've had a really good conversation and uh there's a lot of things for us to take away and to definitely look into um but for those that may not be as familiar um with what you do um compared to myself where can they reach out to um, EJ? Where can they stay in the loop with stay in the loop? Yeah, no. So uh, my Instagram page, so my, my business page is stay in the loop advice. Um, my personal page is EJ underscore diamond one. So on both pages, I, I do um, highlight and illustrate obviously what I do as a financial advisor, specializing in insurances. Because when I do say financial advisor, there are different types of financial advisors, but I'm more specified to the insurance market, such as um, insurance protection. Um, so yeah, stay in the loop, EJ underscore Diamond, available on Twitter, available on Instagram and Facebook as well. And also, oh, sorry, just to add, if you want to book a free consultation with myself, everyone likes the word free, right? Um, you can um, book through my booking system if you go onto my Instagram page and my um, 
Twitter pages on there to book a free consultation. And how we end all the episodes, I'd like to kind of finish with one kind of word of wisdom. You've said a lot, you've dropped a lot of gems, but out of everything that you've said, what would that one thing, that one word of wisdom be uh, for the listeners to take away and be like, rah, this is what actually EJ said. Okay, so people decline insurance when they're fit and healthy. Insurance companies decline people when they're no longer fit and healthy. Word. Yeah, that's a perfect way to, to end the conversation. Thank you for, for coming on. I appreciate it. I know the listeners will as well. This has been quite a, an important conversation to have on our kind of pathway, our journey through finance and wealth um, education for this episode or for this um, season, really. So I thank you. Thanks for coming on. And guys, please rate, review, putting a review on the podcast means more people like yourself can listen, share with your friends, share with your loved ones, your friends that may not be as um, on it in terms of learning about finance, learning about um, how to level up their wealth and thinking about the future, share it with them, get the conversation going as um, this is information I think all your loved ones need to have. 